Welcome back to the Enduring Churches Podcast. I'm Alan Small, and I'm here with my friend Trent Young, and we are glad to be with you today. And we are excited to come to you from some great locations. Here I am in East Texas with the remnants of a tropical storm falling around me here on my back porch. And Trent, you're in Missouri, and I believe something about all this location stuff has something to do with what we're talking about today. You're absolutely right, Alan. Um, you know, we, we, we both have moved to new locations. We're both enjoying our new locations and, uh, you know, all the, that goes with that. But uh, my wife, Dana, and I have had a conversation. We've been talking about the different places that we've lived and served in ministry. And at each place, uh, we learn to enjoy them. And, you know, I've talked to pastors and those in ministry and Alan, a lot of times those folks, they, they spend their whole time there thinking about the, they wish they were someplace else or they wish that they were at the place that they were prior to that. And so today we want to talk about how to help you to enjoy where you're serving now. And so, Alan, we're going to kind of dig into that a little bit. Are you enjoying East Texas now that oh, you've been there? We love it. I may sweat a lot more than I did in Colorado, but we we, we love being here in the land of Whataburger and uh, all kinds Amen. of great stuff. And, you know, in fact, this morning I was just uh, talking with someone getting excited about um, next summer. We were not here in time for the Tomato Fest here in Jacksonville, and we get to be a part of uh, the Tomato Fest next year. So um, we're excited. We're excited about that. Uh, salsa. There'll be salsa out my ears that week. So we can wait. <laughs> Hey, anytime that you've got salsa and Whataburger, you just can't lose, man. That's, it's so good. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that God made Whataburger. Uh, Amen. Know. Amen. <laughs> so anyway, there's there's things that we want to talk to you today about and how to enjoy where you're serving now. But I kind of want to set the stage a little bit, Alan. I want to, I guess, point us to the fact that we're supposed to be satisfied in God to begin with. Um, he is the one who has given us everything that we need. And and to be able to, you know, it, it, it seems like we're questioning our relationship or questioning how good God is if we're always wanting something else, always wanting some other place. Um, first of all, do you trust God that he loves you? Um, I, I think that's so important for me as I think about where God has placed me over the years in different places that, that I need to trust that, that God does love me. I also need to trust that he has a plan. Um, Alan, as you think about the places that you've served over the years, um, do you question that God placed you in, in those places? No, but you know, I, I'll admit that I've had times where I struggled wondering if God had mm -hmm. placed me, place me in some of those places, what are, um, what I'd gotten myself into. And, and sometimes it does take time, doesn't it? To, mm -hmm. to, to trust God. And that's what you're talking about here. God wants us to, to find our satisfaction in him. And, and I think there are those times, no matter where you're at, where you have to walk with God through some hard times and challenging times where you think you, you'd just soon be anywhere else in the world, but then you see how he used you. Um, Mm -hmm. Once you get through that. Yeah, I, I'm going to be really honest with you here. When we moved to Oklahoma, uh, the first couple of years, I really questioned whether I missed God at all. Because I, I, I was like, man, we moved 
to hell. That's what it seemed like because of all the, and it wasn't because of the place necessarily. It was because of the stress that I was feeling and the, the worries that I was dealing with and, and some of the stuff that was happening in our church. And, and I just really questioned whether God loved me or whether I even heard him at all. Um, but but I, looking back now, Alan, I can see that that God really did place us there. God really did have a plan and God really does love me. And so I think that's really important for us to grasp today. Yeah, and I, and I can relate to that story, you know, going through some really challenging times um, um, in, in ministry that there's, you, you go through those times and you think, man, I don't, God, you had to have messed up somehow. You had to, this had to have been wrong somehow. And yet we find out, we find out that that's, that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, in our denomination, um, in Southern Baptist life, there was a time, I think it's, it's, this is improved, but there was a time when the average stay for a minister across the board, and then there were some outliers that stayed way longer, but the average was like 18 months. And, uh, you know, that makes me begin to think that, you know, there's a whole lot of folks that are always looking, what's the next thing? Well, you're missing out on right now. You're missing out on the ministry that God has blessed you with. And one of the quotes that I read recently said, those in Christ look to God to satisfy them. I think that's, that's got to be the thing. It's not, okay, well, a different church is going to, I'll be happy if I have this. I remember when Dana and I first got married, we, we said, man, if we made just this certain amount of money, boy, we'd be happy. Gosh, that wasn't true. We made that, that amount of money and then we were spending it and we we're looking for more. And so the places that you serve, the people that you serve with, um, the things that you have, can you be satisfied? What, one verse, Alan, I think that we, we take out of context so badly is Philippians 4.13. We always say, oh, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And we're like, yeah, I can charge hell with a water pistol and I'm great. And But the whole passage around that is talking about Paul being content where he's at what he has um and i know you love that that passage too Emma. yeah it, you know I, I i don't know how many how many times i've heard people you know getting ready for a big football game or whatever i can do all things well uh part of that is uh, can you handle losing because mm -hmm. there's gonna be one team that wins and, and one team that loses and can you be content with the fact that you you didn't win you know, that's mm -hmm. a, that's what that I can do is really talking about. It's not talking about it. All of a sudden you're going to have extra strength or extra this or that. It's talking about finding, finding your peace and, and sustenance in Christ. And, and yeah, I probably wanted probably the single most misused verse of the Bible, probably in my mind mm -hmm. is, yeah. is that, is that particular passage, but you're, you're so right. And, and we're all prone that way. You know, mm -hmm. if we're, if we are all, honest with ourselves we see this desire that we're always looking for something else it seems and that is not the healthiest way for us to approach life it's not the healthy way for us to approach ministry we we are to find find strength in our identity in christ now that doesn't mean that there can't be some divine discontent in our life I and mean, when that's not what we're talking about that we we want to see god move and that there's an unsettling when we don't 
don't see God working in people's lives. That's not what we're talking about. But what we're talking about is is really recognizing on a daily basis that we're in God's hands and we're under God's authority. As we we've named our podcast, the Enduring Church, and and really it's those in serving in church enduring, and that has been something that's a, been a passion for Alan and I for a long time. And so we're this one specifically, this podcast episode specifically is aiming at, hey, can you enjoy where you are? Uh, if you can enjoy where you are, you're more likely to be able to endure, to last a long time where you're at. And so today we want to give you just uh, four practical areas that you might um, take a look at and, and see if you can't be better at those areas so that you can enjoy where you're serving. And so, Alan, what's what's our first one here? Well, Trent, you, you're going to get to explain all of these. You were great in putting this list together. And as always, you're the creative one here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, the first thing you, you tell tell us today is that we need to be a tourist. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, um, that's something that in each area that we've lived, Dana and I have tried to be a tourist in our area to go and to look at, at the things that are around us. Um, be a tourist and, and you know if there's a place you can take a tour of some business or whatever go do that uh the other day alan we've been driving around to all the churches in our association just like you have and there's been more than once where dana and i have just been like we come over a hill and we're like the view is amazing and so we've had to stop and take pictures and so we look like japanese tourists you know coming over the hill we got our cameras out and it's like oh this is so cool and so um, I think, you, you know, you need to be able to enjoy the scenery and the places where you're at. Yeah, it is important for us that, to think about, um, you know, our places and our location and, and what's going on there. Know, know the culture. You know, and that's kind of what you're talking about. Is it's, it's willing to immerse yourself where you're at and getting involved where you're at and, and to see it with a, a sense of amazement that they're, there's a reason that people like living there. You know, one of the one of the things that often happens in ministry, sadly, is I see pastors go in and, and just hate where they're at, you know, mm -hmm. and and uh, and that doesn't help us, you know. And look, we're, we're there are places that are harder to be than than easy, but you have to find a way to fall in love with the people who are there. You know, Trent, I learned that, you know, on the mission field, just going to a place where I never thought I would see myself going and falling in love with people in a different culture um, and, and realizing that, wow, I actually do kind of like it over here. And and that that was an eye opening experience uh, for me and a good reminder that really that's all we are anyway is a tourist through life uh, because we didn't create any of this. Yeah, you're right, Alan. And I've noticed that if I talk negatively about where I'm at now, then the people that I'm serving take it very personal. And in fact, they'll shut down and not want to have a relationship with you because you're dissing the place that is their home. Uh, and so I think it's important that you, you know, and if you start hearing yourself, well, gosh, it sure was better at at wherever I was in the past, or it would be better here. It's the same thing as a guy saying to his wife, 
well, you know, I sure wish I had mom's cooking every time that he, you know, has a meal. He's always talking about his mom, something, you know, that, and never complimenting his wife on what she does. Uh, so you, you get that same, you know, like, man, well, he doesn't really appreciate what he, where we are now and what I'm doing. So, so I think it's important as you do that, you, that you're a tourist. And all four of these that we we're going to mention, they all build on each other a little bit. So, so we start off being a tourist, and then, Alan, where do we go from there? Yeah, you get to be a food critic. Now, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. I can, I can, yeah, I can take that role pretty well. So, so tell us a little bit about what, what, what we're talking about here by being a food critic. Okay, well, Alan, you just mentioned that you're excited because you lived in the land of Whataburger. Um, and so, <laughs> and that's kind of, that may not be the best place to start off being a food critic. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, there's places that have you and Rochelle found some other places in, in the oh, area man, that you love to eat. We have got great barbecue and great Mexican food. So, you know, I, I am as happy as a pig in slop. All I've done since I've taken my new role is eat and eat and eat and eat. And that, that's a, it's, it's a lot of fun, but you know, it is, um, it, it, what's funny is I've had people take me in the same town to their favorite Mexican food restaurant. And I've been to three different ones. That's everyone's favorite now, you know? Mm. And so, um, there are different things I like, like about all of them. And I haven't picked out which one for sure is my favorite yet. I know where I like the tortillas the best. So, Oh, there you go. See, yeah, you'll. But it's cool that those people they want to show you what they love, you know. Right. Yeah, and so Alan and I are both foodies. We kind of plan our trips around where we can stop and eat, and uh, and so this is a big deal in your area, especially as you're moving into a new a new place. Gosh, um, ask those people in your church. Yeah, hey, what what's your favorite place to go to? Or hey. Tell, take me to your favorite place, just like Alan was able to do with some folks in his area. Um, and so the, being a food critic, I guess critic is maybe the wrong word. But, um, it, you know, that show Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, you know, Guy Fieri, uh, he, he goes and he takes you to these places and sometimes they're hole in the wall places. But, man, every time I watch that show, I'm like, ooh, I want to go there. I want to go there and so you are able to do that in your hometown yeah it's it's a lot a lot of fun to be that person and to to know know those little places about your community that that other people don't know i mean that's uh that's one of the exciting things about being uh where you're at and remember to embrace that and and in, enjoy that you know it was always funny in in my second church um on sundays um Oftentimes we would get pizza from the gas station because they had the yeah. best pizza around me. <laughs> it was, it was really, really good. And most people think from the gas station. Well, yeah, they, they, they had a pizza place in the back and it, it was, it was really, really good. And so that's what we would oftentimes do on, on Sunday. And it would always, when people would come in and yeah, we're going to get some pizza. Oh, the, where, where, where are you getting it from? And it wasn't a chain or anything. You know, this is a little local place. Loved it. So, so much fun. You've got to know those things about your place. Oh, yeah. And when you when you brag on that, getting that pizza from that place, and, you know, you brag in front of the people that work there, oh, man, talk about opening up doors to love on those people and to get to know them better. 
It really does. And probably so, get you a few extra toppings too. Amen. <laughs> and I'm all into that, man. That's so good. <laughs> so the first thing we want to be a tourist, get to know our area. When we move, especially when you move there, or even if you've been there for a long time, have you um, gone and seen what uh, maybe somebody who's coming to the your area for the first time? Have you gone and seen those things? And then uh, be a food critic. Uh, maybe a food adventurer might, might be a better idea. Um, and go and find those places and so that you can share with those with others. And then the third thing is leading to that idea exactly is to be a tour guide. Be a tour guide. So, Alan, have you ever gotten to show people around in places you've lived? Oh, and it's one that one of the most exciting things is is just to drive around and show people. You know, when family usually one of the first people are going to visit you in a new place are, are family, and you get to go drive around and show them. And you know, I think about I think about when they came to see where we were at and how excited others would be to to see where we were in ministry and to be a be a part of that. But you know, when uh, new families would come in and visit, I would get to do those kinds of things with them. When, when new kids would uh, join my cross country team, I was a tour guide, you know, you know, let me tell you about the course we're going to run today, you know? And so I've had a lot of experience kind of showing people places or telling them, you know, these are some of the things that you can experience there. And, you know, I've had other people who've done that for me and it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Um, that was one of my favorite things about coming into this new role was, um, every member of the search team um, took me out one day and drove me around to different places and showed me things. And I would see maybe the same thing, but get it through a different lens. And I thought that that was really cool. That is cool. I love how that they put that together for you to help you to, to see it. And it's like the Gospels, right? They're writing about the same period of time, but they're all coming at it from a different perspective. So you... We want you to be a tourist to begin with, get to know the places around you, be a food adventurer, maybe not a critic, <laughs> don't critique, but be a, a food adventurer and uh, then be a tour guide. And then uh, the last thing is to be a chamber spokesman. Um, this, you know, Alan was talking about being a, a coach and I was, I guess I can identify better with a chamber spokesman and uh, so this is to, you know, take every opportunity you can to speak positively about your town and the area that you live in. Um, Alan, I know that you mentioned that you got to, you know, show kids when you're going to different meets about where what the course was going to be like. Um, and, and so we need to be able to do that. We can do it in a positive way about our town that we're living in. Um, Alan and I both use Facebook quite a bit to be able to promote things that are going on. And I, that's a great place for you to speak positively about your town, isn't it, Alan? Yeah, you need to speak positive about your town. You need to be, speak positive about your church. You need to uh, uh, speak positive, you know, about really, shouldn't all of our language be positive? I mean, shouldn't mm -hmm. we be doing everything we can to spread a positive side on things at least on our public image you know there are times in your church where you need to speak and correctively or in your home you need to speak correctively but i think our per public personas should be should really should be 
you know, let's emphasize some of the positive things that, that are going on and reinforce the positive things that are going on. And you want to find a way to speak positively about all those things. Speak positively about your family. You know, it's, these things are, are essential if you are going to last in ministry. Absolutely. And so the, you know, as we started today, kind of want to go back to that as we end this, this episode is to be satisfied in who God is. Does he really love you? Yes, he really loves you. Does he really have a plan to bless you? Well, yeah, that's what scripture says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He plans to give you a future and a hope. And so in your place in ministry, God wants to prosper you there. Um, so, so be excited about where you're at. He even told the people that had been taken into captivity to do life, go about their lives, do marriage, do, do all the things that they would normally do and because they were going to be there for a while. And, and sometimes, Alan, it may seem that we've been, been taken into exile when we've gone to a place of ministry, but we should just do life and enjoy it. Go ahead. Well, and you know, prosperity, we need to remember that's on God's terms of prosperity, not our terms of prosperity. Mm -hmm. You know, when I when I look back on the five years we spent trying to plant a church and how uns unsuccessful we were, it took a few years for me to get over that because I thought that was, was that just wasted time. But, you know, I was able to look back and see we we took the heat. We were in a community and. People ran over our signs um, for our service, and they, um, there was a note one time on a sign that they had run over um, that the, cha the, the little chamber had called me and said, hey, we have your sign. And there was a note on it that said, we don't need another bleeping church here. Um, oh, and, and uh, you know, we took the heat and, and people, another church plant came in behind us and with a different plan and a different strategy, and they were able to get traction. Um, and I think a lot of the, God used us to take the heat and teach us some valuable lessons and then put us where he needed us and where he wanted us. And I was able to finally see that on the other side of it. And that made me feel an awful lot better about about that time. And that's what we mean when, when God prospers our ministry. You know, we have to remember that that is on his terms and, and not on our own terms. And we may not see that right when we're in the middle of it, but he will show it to us over time. That's true. Because, again, God does love us and he wants to um, bless us. It may not mean that you get a lot of monetary blessings, but God has lots of other ways to bless us. And uh, so even even in the hard times god will use those things romans 8 28 tells us that god causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose doesn't say that he causes all the bad stuff but he can turn those bad things into positives so again we want to encourage you to endure in the ministry place that god has placed you in and that means that you need to be able to enjoy it um, be able to have your family enjoy it. Speak positively to your family about where you're serving now. Um, so, so Alan, um, I, I'm glad we got to talk about this a little bit today. So how, how can people get in touch with us if they need to get somebody to help them speak positively? Yeah, so we'd love to um, speak some po positive words into your life. So you can reach out to us, Alan at EnduringChurches.Consulting or Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting. You can 
uh, connect with us on our on our Facebook page at Enduring Churches or um, our website, EnduringChurches.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love um, to connect with you. And, you know, you may even just have an idea you'd like to share. Hey, would you guys talk about this? This has been on my mind a lot and I need some direction or thought on where to go. We'd love to hear your ideas for an upcoming podcast as well. We keep a running list, but sometimes our list gets a little short. So help us out. Um, with that as well we do want you to know um, even though we're in new roles we're still available for you we care about you and we want to see you and your church endure so thanks for taking time to join us today and we look forward to catching you next week on the enduring churches podcast